Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. Jesse Smollett. Yes, Mr. Smollett. Um, is anybody really shocked? I am, actually. I, was, I live in the world of, like, denial a little bit, but I am, as a fan of the show, shocked. You want to believe in the goodness of all people. Yeah. And, uh, well, Jesse Smollett was charged yesterday with filing a false report. It's a felony charge. He could be looking at up to three years in prison. Chicago police believe that he orchestrated that entire hate crime in Chicago on January 29th. Wow. His lawyers say that they're going to mount an aggressive defense. Now, the two guys who allegedly attacked Jesse, brothers Ola Binho and Abimbola Osundero, am nice. I even close? I don't think so. Say Jesse paid them to attack him and make it look like a hate crime. They are actually cooperating with police, which is bad news. More bad news for Jesse, of course. Newly obtained video shows the brothers buying ski masks and a red hat at a store the day before the attack. One of them is also believed to have bought the rope that was placed around Smollett's neck during the quote-unquote attack. So Hmm. Fox is thinking about suspending him from Empire. Sounds like he may not be able to perform his workly duties. He is incarcerated. Are they saying that he also wrote the or made the initial note as well, like, didn't he receive some kind of heard note? It was a week before he had received some sort of threatening note that um, had racial and homophobic um, stuff in it. Mm-hmm. And along with the white powder that they later found to be aspirin. And that one of the possible reasons for him planning the whole attack is that that note wasn't getting the attention that he felt it deserved. Hmm. That, you know, people didn't believe he the, taking that as a big enough threat against him. So I don't know. Well, in other e-news this morning, Daniel Radcliffe is talking about his struggles with alcoholism. Evidently, things got really out of hand when he was 18 years old and filming the sixth Harry Potter movie, Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. He stopped drinking in August of 2010, just before the seventh movie came out. In a new interview, Daniel admits that he used alcohol to basically deal with some of the paranoia that came with being famous. There is like an awareness that I really struggled with, particularly in my like late teens when I was going out to places for the first time where you would like feel, and it, again, it could have largely been in my head, but you would feel watched when you went into a bar, when you went into a pub. And then, you know, in my case, the quickest way of forgetting about the fact that you were being watched was to get very drunk and then... As you get very drunk, you become aware that, oh, people are watching more now because now I'm getting very drunk. So I should probably drink more to ignore that more. He said some of that feeling of being watched was in his head, but he also admitted that he felt a lot of actual pressure because people expected him to be a certain way all the time. They expected him to be happy all the time and friendly all the time just because he was rich and famous. That's a lot to deal with at 18 years old. Yeah.
a lot. Well, you know, just imagine age. feeling like you're being watched all the time whenever you're out in public and being judged whether the fan comes over and says hello or not. Mm-hmm. Well, we all know President Obama likes his hip hop. But that doesn't mean that he's always a fan of the lyrics. There was a town hall meeting that he was at for the My Brother's Keeper organization this week. And he actually took an aim at rappers for being obsessed with their wealth and virility. He said, if you are really confident about your financial situation, you're probably not going to be wearing an eight pound chain around your neck. (laughs) If you are very confident about your sexuality, you don't have to have eight women around you twerking. Hmm. You seem, I just, want to hear president you want to hear him say it i do have the uh, audio if you want me to play it yeah. all right let's face it a lot of hip-hop and rap music is built around me showing how i got more money than you i can disrespect you and you can't do nothing about it i'm going to talk about you and ironically that actually shows the vulnerability that you feel if you are really confident about your financial situation, you probably are not going to be wearing an eight-pound chain around your neck. Because you know, oh, I got bank. I don't have to show you how much I got. If you are very confident about your sexuality, you don't... Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I had to have eight women around you twerking. <laughs> there you go. Love it. Love it. He does understand why they do it, though, and it does make sense. Historically in this society... He says racism sends a message that you are less than and weak. We feel like we've got to compensate by exaggerating certain stereotypical ways that men are supposed to act. That's a trap. Jackie. Hi. Hi, welcome to Jeff and Jen's Faker for Real. How are you doing this morning? I'm good. How are you? Excellent. I'm doing great. Tell us which one of these headlines is real and you're going to Dayton and then you're going to a Fitz and the Tantrums show. You're just going to be a world traveler. <laughs> <laughs> so which one is real? Is it A? A woman files for divorce after her husband forgot to pick her up a burger. Is it B, police catch a vandal by pulling fingerprints off the googly eyes she stuck on a poster? Or C, a dentist made his patients be drug mules in exchange for free dental work? Is it C? Yeah, it is dental work. It sure is. (laughs) But it was all of them today, so you could not have been a loser no matter how hard you tried. Yay! Yay! So let's start with C, the one you picked. Uh, Dennis in Virginia Beach named Gary Hartman recently had his license suspended because he'd been offering people free dental work in exchange for being his drug mules. He would fix their teeth and write unnecessary prescriptions for things like Vicodin and OxyContin, and then they would give him the pills, and uh, he would sell them. 
He illegally obtained up to 46,000 Vicodin pills over the course of several weeks, as well as 20,000 muscle relaxers, 8,000 OxyContin pills, and things like sleeping pills and anxiety meds. Uh, Apparently, he'd also been taking some himself because he tested positive for opioids, amphetamines, and marijuana. Uh, Another dentist down the street from him was, I guess, also in on it, and they've both been suspended. It's not clear what charges they're facing. And, uh, well, I may as well work my way backwards here. We'll go with B. It's got to be disappointing to pull off the perfect crime only to get taken down because you got sloppy when you handled some googly eyes. (laughs) And that is a real sentence. Someone in Lincoln, Nebraska, vandalized some campaign signs for Congressman Jeff Fortenberry, a Republican representing Nebraska's 1st District. The vandal added tape to the signs to change his name to Jeff Fartenberry. Fartenberry? <laughs> That's a good one. And also uh, glued big googly eyes over his eyes, but the police were able to pull fingerprints off the googly eyes, and they matched them to a sociology researcher at the University of Nebraska. <laughs> I love that, a sociology researcher. Yes, uh, they had her prints on file because I guess she was cited for vandalizing Senator Deb Fisher's office door last year. She had put a bunch of stickers on that door. So she is now facing up to six months in jail or a $500 fine. And the first story you pointed out, this is about a woman in her 20s in the United Arab Emirates who just filed for divorce because her husband did not bring her the burger he'd promised. Apparently he was out with friends. He said he would bring home a burger to her, but when he got back at 3 a.m., he came home empty-handed, and she was so upset, she stormed out, and now, evidently, she is ending things. Well, it's a symptom, Jeff. When you don't bring the burger home, it's obvious that he was not thinking about her. He did not care enough. Final straw. And what the hell is a married man doing out until 3 o'clock in the morning anyway? So you're saying it's not about the burger? No. Oh. Because for me, it would be about the burger. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.